Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Hockey Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 4, Episode 69. Nice. As the New York Rangers are proud to select with the 23rd pick in the 2023 NHL Entry Draft from the U.S. National Team Development Program, Gabriel Perot. Hey everybody, Andy here. I'm recording this late Wednesday night, uh, close after the first round of the 2023 NHL Entry Draft has completed a few surprises, which we will talk about on this podcast, but obviously, as you just heard me intro, the news of the night for the New York Rangers was them selecting Gabriel Perot with the 23rd pick. We will get to that. We will get to surprises. We will get to projections for Perot, uh, strengths, weaknesses, basic scouting reports, what's next for him, and the meat of what you're probably listening for. Was this a good pick by the New York Rangers? We will talk about all of that. I will also say, if you hear a slight whirring in the background, I apologize. That is the air conditioning unit in my apartment. It is a balmy night here in New York City, so you'll have to forgive me. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, on, honestly, as a New York Rangers fan, uh, I was sweating leading up to the Rangers making their selection in this year's draft. Um, obviously, going into draft day, there's been a, so much talk about the 2023 NHL draft, just that this class with Bedard being one of the most stacked drafts in a long time, so many quality talents, a lot of great centers in this draft. Uh, so, yeah, of course... I me being a Rangers fan and judging on the trouble they've had with the drafting first round talents in the last few years, obviously there was not a lot of optimism, not just from me, but just from other, uh, yeah, other fans on social media and just, uh, yeah, I mean, but that being said, really happy with this pick. I mean, especially considering just, some of the talent that some of the Rangers rivals were able to pick up in this draft. 
I mean, just in the Metropolitan Division alone, uh, Adam Fantilli, who was pretty much projected to go second overall for a while here now, um, despite some discussions about whether him or Matvey Michkov were the true heir apparent, uh, well, not heir apparent, but the true second overall behind the generational Connor Bedard, uh, who goes first overall to Chicago, but uh, the Ducks with a curveball take Leo Carlson at second overall, which uh, leaves Fantilli to fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets at three. So you have Fantilli going to the Blue Jackets, you have Matt Vamichkov falling all the way to seventh to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the Washington Capitals take uh, Gabe Perot's teammate and line mate, uh, Ryan Leonard. The Pittsburgh Penguins take Braden Yeager, who has one of the best shots, uh, probably behind Bedard, obviously, in the entire draft. So, yeah, all the Rangers' Metropolitan Divisional rivals took uh, made some absolutely studly picks. So I expected the Rangers to maybe pick make a safe pick, considering the circumstances of them trying to be competitive now Chris Drury's uh job potentially being on the line that perhaps they would look for and just the fact that they haven't most of their uh first round draft talents haven't really panned out the way they probably have wished so they would probably go with a higher floor more of a, a safe bet to at least play in the league but uh lo and behold they they take a swing. I mean, there's a few factors for this, but uh, I guess before we psychoanalyze, let's just talk about the player himself, right? Right. So Gabriel Perot, uh, right winger, played for the U.S. NTDP, uh, U.S. National Team Development Program, if you don't know, uh, this year where he broke the record for most points in a single U.S. NTDP season which, for context, broke Austin Matthews' record. Uh, I believe Matthews had a 117-point season. Uh, Perot had a 132-point season in 63 games. That was 53 goals. Uh, and uh, his 79 assists uh, broke Jack Hughes' assist record by one. So, I mean, just insane stuff. And this is a player who was picked 23rd overall. Uh, which we which we will get to, but uh, if the name sounds familiar, it should. His father is longtime NHL centerman Yannick Perot, played in the league for a very 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 long time. His uh, brother Jacob was drafted to the Anaheim Ducks in the 2020 draft. That's the Alexi Lafreniere draft, and you'd have to imagine if when you set the record for most points in a single season in the U.S. National Team Development Program history that you would be a surefire top 10 pick. But he ends up sliding all the way to 23rd overall. And the Rangers now having his former NTDP coach on the coaching staff, Dan Muse, as a recent addition to Peter Laviolette's staff as he incomes as the new head coach of the New York Rangers, uh, there to potentially vouch for him and his skill and what he can do, they end up uh, taking the best player available, which ends up kind of sh- pleasantly surprising a lot of Rangers fans who have kind of conditioned themselves recently to be 
thinking that the Rangers are going to galaxy brain these picks as they have in the past with the so many, so many picks. But uh, yeah, they surprisingly they they have a player who's sliding. Uh, this is a player with who is not really that safe by any means. His floor is very, very, very low. But his ceiling is very, very, very high. This is a player with the potential to potentially be a superstar point producer in the NHL because of his hockey IQ. So, yeah, let's before we get to um, some of the factors, let's just talk about his game. Uh, simply put, and you've probably heard if you watched the broadcast, you probably heard. Uh, I don't know if it was Kevin Weeks. I don't know if it was Brian Boucher on ESPN. But uh, this kid potentially, and maybe not even potentially, just maybe he might just have the highest hockey IQ in the entire in his entire draft class. Uh, he is a playmaker who has an uncanny ability of knowing where the puck's going to be. He. He's not Patrick Kane or anything with his hands, but his ability to use his stick work and his hands to find open seams to make passes. His passing is elite. His IQ is elite. His vision is elite. He and his ability to know where to be. He takes kind of strange routes, but at the end he always ends up beating the puck kind of. Uh, if that should remind anyone of a f- other former U.S. NTDP uh, player with me, uh, maybe not the best skating, but really, really high hockey IQ in Derek Stepan. He just has that ability to he goes to where the puck's going to end up. But unlike Derek Stepan, I mean, this kid has, uh, a you know, maybe not one of the best shots in the draft, but he has a pretty awesome shot. Uh, but he has very strong hands and excellent stick work and more importantly than that like Adam Fox another guy who uh you talk about how skilled he is but when you look at his his hands like Adam Fox is great pretty good hands he's got soft hands but again it's not Patrick Kane out there he's not like he can tripod people but it's not he doesn't do it fast it's not like rap he's not you know like I said he's not like uh, Patrick Kane or, or Clayton Keller or some of these players, but his ability to fake and feign his intentions with his head, or and when I watch Perot, it's he does it with his stick. He will, ch- and Adam Fox actually does this too. He chokes up low on his stick to knock down pucks, uh, and he almost draws your attention towards the ice instead of up towards him, and then he'll quickly move it. So. It's funny. I've seen him. He, I've seen him nutmeg a few players, uh, you know, in international competition uh, and just in uh, when playing. You know, the NTDP plays some USHL quality teams, uh, and he slows it down. But he almost force. He plays with your attention in a way that like Adam Fox does. I'm not saying he does it no, anywhere near as well as Adam Fox, but that's a strong element of his game. But uh, he again. He is very good at give and goes. He's very good at uh, just making passes, and you're like, why is he doing? Oh, that's why. Like, he'll just kind of 
all of a sudden it seems like he blindly throws it somewhere and his teammate skates right into it for a grade-A chance. You know what I mean? He just has something you can't teach. His It's just his poise. Uh, and he does this really well in small areas and in traffic, which uh, is huge in the NHL is, is poise. He, it was something you cannot teach. I mean, again, hate to keep using the same thing, but as Rangers fans, you just know Adam Fox, his poise is potentially unmatched in the NHL. And this is a kid who has a lot of poise. But that being said, for he's got all the talent in the world, but uh, he is, I, I know he's not a bad skater. I wouldn't say that. I actually I, I, you know, I, there's a lot of discourse about how, you know, how good or bad his skating is. I don't think he's that bad of a skater. I think he's got, I, I actually think his edge work is a little underrated. I like how he uses it to put himself, uh, he's constantly, you know, uh, he's constantly tracking with his head. He's doing shoulder checks and, and just to get awareness for where everyone is on the ice and he uses his edge work to put him, open himself up, to put himself in better spots uh, instead of just kind of standing in one place. Uh, but not the fastest guy, for sure. You know, his stride's very inconsistent. He's hunched over a little bit. Mechanics aren't great. Um, so obviously, Ranger fans are rolling in their, you know, <laughs> are their eyes rolling to the back, their back of their heads, considering that uh, strength of skating has been a big problem with the Rangers uh, developed players for the last while here with Lafreniere and Kako and even Hoffman, you know what I mean? None of them are burners or good skaters. And, you know, Heedles seems to be the one player with good skating uh, who's really, you know, at least has looked the strongest of all of them right now. But that being said, uh, and also I would also say as another uh, area of concern for uh, Perot, He's slight. He's, like I said, he, you know, I think he, he, what, he weighed at the combine, 163 pounds or something like that. But uh, I read a pretty interesting quote from Dan Muse, like I said, now member of Peter Laviolette's staff. He's a Rangers assistant coach with the Rangers, but uh, he was recently and the former coach of the, the U18 team for the USNTDP. Wow, that's a mouthful. Although I can't find it right now, it was something to the effect of uh, – Gabe walked into the program at something crazy under under slight, like 135 or 140 pounds, but he made full use every day of our strength and conditioning staff here and our you know resources in the in the weight room, and you know had a strict diet and put in the extra work and was able to put on 20 pounds, and hence he had the season he had. Um, Oh, and I did obviously find this direct quote from Dan Muse, uh, his, his time, just talking about uh, Perot's, you know, his hockey IQ. He said, he said his hockey sense is crazy, uh, said Coach Dan Muse of the U.S. NTDP under-18 team, laughing. It's nuts. His sense of the game, his feel for the game, his understanding of time and space, the anticipation that he has. He sees plays develop like few other players can. Uh, you combine that with the stick skills he has, the mobility, and all those different things, it makes for such a dangerous offensive player. And, I mean, you have to imagine that just being that up close with him every day, that why, and now Dan being on the Rangers coaching staff, having that voice in those meetings leading up to the draft, probably vouching for a player like this, uh, 
yeah, you can see why the Rangers maybe didn't big brain it. And, you know, I mean, obviously going into the pick, I think I was telling everyone, it's like they're going to take Charlie Strammel, who will be a solid, I'm sure, albeit potentially underwhelming uh, player at the NHL level. Or maybe like a great bottom six penalty killer guy, obviously super important for a team who wants to, you know, deep cup runs. But obviously nowhere near the uh, the you know, the boom potential of uh, Gabe Perot. Um, I will say, you know, Otto Stenberg, who went to the Blues right after the Rangers pick, was another player I would have liked. I think he's also has, you know, um, definitely a little bit physically more capable, uh, but, uh, you know, and, a, you know, bigger, maybe a little bit more stout center, uh, talented, but, uh, yeah, just obviously not the ult, like I said, not the, the vision which ultimately and the stick skills that ultimately give um Perot just crazy upside um and I'll say this uh, like this year usually I'm all in on the draft and you know just keeping tabs on players and uh, I usually write up my draft ranking going into every draft but this year just uh work commitments uh you know I had an injury a couple months ago just so it's just uh, a lot of things going on, so I didn't get to do it. didn't get to follow this draft class very closely. But, you know, when I can, I try to watch U.S. NTDP games on and streams and other various things. Uh, and obviously what stood out to me from that top line uh, for the U.S. NTDP, obviously, like I had mentioned, uh, his, uh, his line mates, uh, Will Smith, who I believe when he was selected – came out to the song, the theme for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, which was obviously pretty funny and cool. Uh, but like I said, Will Smith got drafted uh, fourth overall to the San Jose Sharks, and then Ryan Leonard goes eighth overall to the Washington Capitals, both players that are with, um, you know, who, well, despite they didn't have as many points as their linemate, but they were, they were kind of close right there with him, William Smith particularly. But Clearly, their physical packages were much more enticing. You know, Smith six foot one eighty, uh, and Leonard, you know, six foot one ninety, and is getting projected as you know Tom Wilson light, which every player, you know, every team salivates over, and it seems like there's even a chance of, you know, maybe who's to say how much more, you know, how much longer uh, Tom Wilson will be a capital. So they're trying to draft the next, you know, that at least that type of player in your face player with with grit and skill and Ryan Leonard so you know even despite the crazy vision you look at the the physical package and you say can this player Gabriel Perot can he do what he does here at the NHL level is his skating good enough is can his frame uphold it can he will he get bullied knocked off pucks and bullied around and it's a legitimate concern obviously I mean like I said you it's one of those things where the Rangers could have played it safe, but you know when you look at a player that uh, I believe McKenzie Bob McKenzie every year does his his uh, his consolidated draft ranking, which is basically he polls a bunch of different and legitimate NHL scouts working for NHL teams and some who just work for the league, uh, and he basically just averages their. Uh, their picks and I, th you know, or what, the, where they rank players. And I believe Perot, he had him at 10. Uh, the fact that he was picked at 23 and uh, so many teams didn't pick him, I think just goes to show that there's teams that 
probably had them very high, and there's probably teams that maybe didn't even have him in the first round because they were so afraid. Uh, because it's no question about the point produ- production, and there's no question about the hockey IQ, and it's no question about the the stick skills and the fact that this is a, a kid that if you put him on an NHL power play today, he could probably make things happen. But that being said, uh, can his physical will his physical skills or you know if his fit, lack of physicality, his lack of uh, frame right now, hold him back from? The NHL, that's a, and that's a legitimate concern. But, you know, I mean, at least for me, you look at him. Well, first of all, you look at his brother, and you look at his, his dad, and they're both not huge by any means, but bigger than him. Uh, I believe in his prime, Yannick Perot played in the, in the NHL. He was probably like 5'11", maybe high 180s, close to 190. And his brother's a little bit bigger than even that. I think he's legitimate six foot and almost just shy of 200 pounds, maybe just under, maybe in the 195 or whatever. Uh, and you look at Gabe's uh, shoulders, they're pretty wide. So, he's like I said, he's got a really wiry frame, but uh, it looks like there is room to pack meat on. So, I mean, again, I you just look at him. I don't think this is a kid that's ever going to be, um, you know, it's he's never going to be <laughs> like – uh, a physical force out there, but at the same time, you know, I, I it's there's a part of me that you, you think of a player uh, with like uh, Elias Pettersson in Vancouver, who was very slight going into his draft year, very skin, skinny, uh, but he's just his, you know, he a worked on getting stronger, and you know, has actually oddly enough or funnily enough has one of the hardest slap shots in the NHL. Apparently, he always enters the hardest shot competition he's got a hell of a slap shot um but yeah he's wiry but just put enough worked on his core strength enough so it didn't hold him back um and yeah you look at him now and he's a dominant hockey player because of many of the same reasons that or you know same things we're talking about with uh with Perot in that you know he's just the hockey IQ is off the charts I mean now Elias Pettersson I think he's he's probably a little bit he's tall you know he's a little I think he's a little bit over like 6'1 or 6'2 and like 170 but you know I, I there's not there's no reason to say that you know Gabe Perot doesn't top out at 5'11 six foot uh, you know 185 which would be fine you know what I mean he's just but at the end of the day it's about uh, your lower body and your core strength and that's something he clearly needs to work on uh, but he can do that he's committed to Boston College uh if you're a Rangers fan, this is not someone who's going to step onto the Rangers tomorrow or step into Hartford. He's gonna he needs to go to college. He needs to get stronger. Uh, this is a player that is basically kind of much like Matt Bamichkov. You're probably not going to see him for three years, and that's just the way it is. I mean, he's going to need need at least two years in college, in my estimation, in my in one man's opinion, which isn't worth much as a, you know, just who hosts a fan podcast for a, of a fan hockey podcast. But uh, you imagine he needs at least two years in college, um, you, using the weight room, nutrition, getting stronger, working on his puck protection skills against, you know, more physically fit competition. Um, and, then you have to see. Then okay, that's when you can make the the, the dip your your toes in the you know in the AHL waters and see if it goes good from there. I mean, maybe there's a chance that if if his he 
he's able to work on his skating so much and get so much stronger that he can, you know, do two years in college and then somehow make the Rangers out of camp. That would be great, but I'm not holding my breath on that, but it's, it's possible. Um, but that, that's the, basically the road for him. He is raw. He is a project. I mean, his, his, uh, hands, his hockey IQ, his hockey sense, his ability to make offensive plays, his ability to prop potentially run a power play, NHL quality right now. New customers can download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling if you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. So to reiterate, uh, the path for pro now is go to, go to Boston College. Um, I was going to say uh, to prove that you can produce without being uh, attached to the three-headed monster that was him, Will Smith, and Ryan Leonard, but uh, Ryan Leonard is also a Boston College commit, so who knows? Maybe those two will hook up again there. But again, you know, the path is clear. It's a development one. Uh, the work has to be put in. Work skating, work in the weight room, but this is a kid you let marinate. Um, you let him... Obviously, it, the numbers still have to be there in college. Uh, you still have to be showing off your best assets. I mean, you know, I think of a Cole Perfetti as a undersized kid with maybe not the best skating, but just literally through the roof vision and hockey IQ, who has made the NHL, uh, has worked at it, hasn't, you know, despite his, his you know, astronomical hockey IQ. Uh, you know, I think he's he's just getting acclimated to the NHL. He's, he's had a couple of cups of coffee. He's, you know, I think he's played like 50 games this last season, so a good amount of time. I think he had like 30-some-odd points or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, but again uh, – you know, 30 points in the NHL is nothing to sniff at, so he's going to be a, an NHL player at the very least. He is right now. So uh, as that relates to, you know, Perot, same thing. You just put in the work, work on the skating, just uh, might have to marinate a little bit longer, but, you know, there is a, a path for him to be, a, you know, a contributing player, and especially by the time, let's say, he doesn't make it for three years. Who knows what this team's going to look like by then? You know, yes, Mika Zibanejad will 
barring some unforeseen circumstances because of the contract he signed, will most likely be here. But you don't know if Vinny Trocek's going to last his entire contract. You don't know if Philip Heedle will last his entire contract. You know what I mean? You just don't. There might be more chances for an offensive player to play in the top six. You know, we don't know if Chris Kreider's future holds. We don't know. Hell, we don't even know what Artemi Panarin's future holds. So, uh, and that's to say nothing if, if Lafreniere and Kako can't, um, if they just continue to fail meet expectations, if they'll eventually get moved. But, uh, you know, the Rangers on the right side, it'll be, uh, you know, <laughs> barring, I guess, all that was only be for this year, Patrick Kane coming back. But other than Kako and, you know, obviously you hope eventually uh, Othman, but uh, yeah, it's a, a spot. It's a place that they need that they is a place of need for them. So, um, but they took the best player available again, which continues to shock me because it's a very un Rangers like move. But I think the early dividends paying off from having uh, younger, more progressive coaches like Dan Muse who have, and just knowing that if hopefully if, if uh, Laviolette's tenure gets off to a good start here and he can stick around longer than three years with Muse staying on the staff, that you have the person who basically, you know, helped him have an, uh, the best season, you know, at least points-wise for anyone in the U.S. NTDP, you know, say what you will about the quality of his linemates, who are excellent, obviously. They were all excellent. So they just, that line just ran roughshod over everyone. But uh, to have that person who just knows how to work with him and can help continue to help him get better would pay dividends. So I love the pick. For once, the Rangers took a, a swing you know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to think of the last swing. I guess Kraftsoff was a big swing. Um, they drafted him maybe a little bit higher than people thought, but, you know, they saw silky talent and, you know, smooth skating and thought that, uh, yeah, thought that it would pop and obviously didn't. It's hard to know where the blame lies with that. But unlike Kraftsoff, I will say, despite being an undersized guy and slow, uh, another thing, damn you said is said, and the thing I like, he tries, man. He he backtracks. He he tries to turn over pucks. He tr- four checks. You know, like I said, he gets thrown off pucks sometimes because he's and bumped off pucks because he's slighter frame. But he competes, man. He does he does compete, and that's you can't really teach that. But again, that's the whole th- comes back back to the main thing about all this is that you cannot teach what he has. You cannot teach the poise and the hockey IQ and the vision and the knowing where to be. His ability to show up right on time is pretty insane. A lot of his goals are kind of near the slot because he just is out of the picture and then he just puts himself in the right spot right just before people can really key in on him and and note where he's standing. And then by then it's too late. If it gets to him, he's just, you know, open yawning cage. He scores a lot of goals like that. Um, very good at like drop passes and just turning his back using his body not not so much like like Peter Forsberg but like in traffic while moving he will you know drop the puck so and then just kind of use his body to almost to to set like little picks for his teammates too for them to skate around him or just to take away vision from the goaltender or defenders just so his teammates had to give them more options and I think that's the key with him is that does he drive lines by himself? Well, not in the traditional sense. I don't think he does. I think his game is very much about 
feeding the puck to people. But it's not like he transports the puck himself and then feeds to people. He did a lot of give and go, like I said. Occasionally, you know, there have been instances of him using uh, impressive, you know, bursts of speed and his hands to, like, make people, you know, defenders look silly just to kind of, like I said, nutmeg them or put it through their legs or out deke them. He's got a lot of creative dekes. And again, that's because of his uh, hockey IQ in his hands. But just the NHL level, that's not what's going to be for him. But he. Like Adam Fox, who's not the fastest guy, just so good at using his teammates well. Because at the end of the day, no one's faster than the puck. And if I have to make an extra pass back to my line mate or the defenseman and then put myself up higher the ice to receive it, um, obviously, if you if if I can make the type of passes that he can in that it basically ensures that the puck will have a safer outlet up the ice. And instead of him trying to like, you know, just, you know, turn, you know, wheel up ice and then try to throw a deke on someone, then that's the smartest play. And Adam Fox, again, we do, he, he does this all the time. Like he does little regroups. He'll just play pitch and catch with Lindgren. If he, if there's no option, I'll just go back to him and I'll kind of skate backwards and I'll maybe go up a little bit and then I'll maybe go behind him and then he can drop it back to me or give it back to me across the ice. And now I have options I didn't have before. He doesn't, and that's the thing about pro. He doesn't do things for the sake of just doing them. It's not a reactionary game. It's it's a manipulation game, and that's the thing. He can he can receive pucks in trafficked areas, and just instinctively because he's already pre-scanned, know where to put it or how to get it on someone's blade or what he has to do with his body to make sure a teammate can get into uh, an, an area of you know dead ice or dead space to receive it again for a scoring chance. He creates. With in the interior with pretty high consistency because he's not very physical. But, yeah, project, but a hell of a swing for the Rangers. I love this pick. Um, yeah, uh, the Rangers do not have a second-round pick in this draft, so uh, I believe they're not drafting again until... I think the Rangers actually posted something of what the picks they have. Yeah, so they don't post uh, pick again until 91st overall. That barring them not making a trade of some sort, so definitely possible. But uh, this might be it for you know, like I said, and for for the first little bit. No, like I said, so we'll see if they try to get into the second round somehow. But um, I gotta say, off the bat, I love love the draft they're having so far. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.